0: So I hope, that you, I hope that you saw all of the small group leaders that stood up. There are, there are a few. There are other places as well. So uh, you'll see them outside with name tags. So please just um, meet them after service and shake their hand, learn where their small group's at, and try to get connected as much as possible. All right. So we are in a series called Prayer. Well we're talking about prayer, um, I, don't, I don't have a title for this sermon, so we're just going to call it prayer. So um, Pastor Eddie talked about it last week. If you didn't listen to the message that he, that he spoke on, uh, please go to our website, download it, podcast it, do whatever you can to listen to what God is talking about when, when he was talking about being motivated to pray, being motivated to walk in forgiveness. It's a really awesome message. And so today, we're going to continue talking about prayer. Um, we're going to read from Ephesians chapter six, verses eighteen through twenty. If you wouldn't mind standing with me as we read His Word together. All right, one, two, three. Let's go um, and pray in the sp- in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. Uh, thank you for the awesome opportunity to, to be in your presence, to worship you, um, and we just ask, Lord, that you would speak to us through your word, that you would help us learn how to pray, help us to hear your heart for prayer and teach us, Lord, how to pray to you, how to speak to you, how to talk to you. And thank you for listening to us and uh, giving us access to you. And so I pray, Father, today that uh, this message, my words, uh, will change not only me, but everyone here that hears it. So we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. or sit down. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is, that's Elizabeth, though. She is. Anyway. Um, so I, wanna, I, want to, I want to define prayer, if I can. Um, Elder JC talked about prayer in, uh, at our prayer meeting. If you didn't come, you missed, missed a moment where, where God showed up and met us, um, and it was amazing. But he just said, very simply, that, that prayer is, is talking to God. It's our direct communication to God. It is our direct message. It's how we, we DM a friend. We, we, can, we can direct message God. We have this kind of access to our, to our father that we can, we can call him up, whatever we need. We can call him as a friend. We can call him up as a father. We can call him up as... A lover of our souls, we can call up the great I am. Whatever need there is, whatever need that you have, and whatever capacity you need God to be, we can actually access Him in prayer and talk to Him and say, "God, I need you. I want to talk to you," and He listens. And that's prayer. All right? It's an amazing privilege that we have. Uh, Paul talks about it in Ephesians chapter two, um, verse nineteen, where he says he says this. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. He's saying, look, no matter what, he's talking about Jews and Greeks, right? I mean, Jews and Gentiles, that, that they, all, they all, through Jesus Christ, have access to him. But what, what he's saying to us and how I would read it is, it doesn't really matter who you are, we all have access and this privilege to God, right? whether you're black or whether you're white or whether you're old or whether you're young, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether uh, you've been serving Jesus for 30 years or whether you just walked into the room and you don't know him, you all have this same access and this privilege to God. I'll call it the, uh, it's a a redeemed privilege, right? Because it's an access that Adam and Eve had where they could walk in the garden and be close to God, and then in the fall, that was, that was re- removed. But, but God wanted this relationship with us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us and give us this access back, right? And so it's this question that I, that I had is, is, is prayer important to God? And if you think about it, 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 it has to be, right? Because God is basically saying, I want this relationship with you so bad that I'm going to send my son to die for you. And the primary way that I want to relate to you is in prayer. Do you you think prayer is important to God? I feel like there's this, uh, sometimes we we don't participate in prayer. Sometimes we don't participate in, in worship, which is just another type of prayer, because we don't appreciate or understand the value that it costs to be able to have this access to be able to have this privilege, and what i 'm talking about is, is privilege right I 'm thinking about my kids, and they don 't necessarily understand the privilege it is to eat a home cooked meal <laughs> they don't they don 't know what it takes to go to the well to work all day and to make money so that you can go to the grocery store and buy food and then prep the food and then make the food and then serve the food and to lay it out very nicely my wife does and they look at it and they go where is the mac and cheese where where are my chicken nuggets where's the pizza and they don't they don't understand that what it what it takes for my wife to to do this 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 thing right and I'm and me I understand because we're in relationship and I I understand what it what it takes for her to 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 make this food and so I'm gonna eat it like I like I love it like it's the the best and even if it's not her best but no no I mean I mean it's always her best I'm just talking like if it's not the best of her best And I'm, I can eat that, and like, man, this this steak is written. She's like, that's chicken. I'm like, well, this this (coughs) this steak fried chicken is whatever it is, babe. This is, this is delicious. Mmm, this is good to me because I understand. Look, my my wife, she doesn't really, she doesn't like, she doesn't like to cook, right? And so I know that she's, she's in there, and she's, she's laboring, and she's dying to herself, basically, <laughs> on a daily basis to, to get food on the table because she loves us, and she cares for us, and she wants us to be fed. And so that's a privilege that I understand. And this is what I, I feel like uh, when we talk about prayer and we talk about worship, that it's a privilege, and it costs someone something for us to have this access to be able to talk to, talk to God and communicate with him. And if we can understand the value of it, then I think we would participate in prayer a little bit more. And so this is what, this is what Paul is, is saying in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. He's saying, pray, pray at all times, pray on every occasion, pray, pray, you've got to pray just to make it today. I'm glad you all got that. Means that we're in the same same age group. If y'all don't know that, that's a little MC Hammer. I was gonna do the dance across the stage, but not gonna do that. Um, But this is Paul. He he's he's pleading. It almost sounds like he's pleading and he's begging uh, the church in Ephesus to. To, to pray. Pray at all times. Pray all types of prayer. Pray everything. Pray for everyone. Pray for, pray for him. Pray for the advancement of the gospel. And as I was reading it, I was, I was kind of left with this, this question, like, why, why is this so important to Paul here? What is the purpose of, of him calling us to this prayer? And if we read this passage in its immediate context, uh, we can see that this doesn't stand alone. This prayer call doesn't stand alone. It is actually attached to the part of this letter where Paul is describing the armor of God, and he's describing spiritual warfare. If we can put it on, on the screen, I'll read just, just a little bit of it so that we can grasp the passage. This is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, um, and it says, it says, finally, okay, I'm not going to do it. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm going to read it anyway, um, and I'm reading, I think, in the NIV version, but it says, finally, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm, stand therefore, and then he goes through talking about the whole armor of God, and he ends here at at verse 17. "Take, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. So we see prayer is attached at the end of the description of God's armor. Sometimes when we see things at the end, we think that they're less, less important. But prayer is actually the most important thing here because prayer is actually where we can actually access the armor of God through. Yeah. I want to make sure I say this correctly so you understand so I'm, I'm not missing it. But, but prayer is the most important piece of the equation. We put on the armor of God through prayer. We keep on the armor of God through prayer. We use the armor of God through prayer. Prayer is our special ability in the fight for our lives. Now, I know that may have caught some of us by surprise that you're in a fight. But for most of us, it didn't. For most of us, we are pretty aware that we're in a battle. It doesn't take a spiritual gift of discernment to understand that, that we have a battle that we're fighting. We we wake up every day in a fight. We have to fight to wake up. <laughs> we have to fight to go to sleep. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? We have to fight something, we have to fight someone, we have to fight somewhere. We all have to fight every day. We gotta fight to pay our bills. We gotta fight to provide. We have to fight to raise our kids. We have to fight to love our kids. We have to fight to succeed on our job. We have to fight for our significant others. We fight with our significant others. We we fight for our friends. We fight with our friends. We fight for our health. We all have to fight. We fight addictions. Then we have to fight our responses to all of these things. We gotta fight our emotions, fight our insecurities. Am I talking? Does anybody? Okay. We gotta fight for peace. We had to fight to be recognized. We gotta fight our needs to be recognized. <laughs> That goes back to insecurity, but we got to fight for our identity. we got to fight to find our purpose. I'm, can you picture something that you're fighting right now? Yeah. Yeah. Right? I could, I could literally keep going all day, but I think you get the point in what I'm trying to say. Oh, that rhymed. Oh. I'm a poet and didn't know it. I'm going to show it. Uh, don't blow it. No. Let's go. Okay. I'm sorry. Move on. Here we go. Thank you, Elder JC. Um, here's, the, here's the point. We're in a battle, family. But most of us are fighting what we can see. We're fighting who we can see. And, and Paul is, is here letting the, the church or the churches in Ephesus know to stop fighting what you can see because you're not actually seeing what you should be fighting. And it's time to start looking at this a little bit differently. And it's instructive for us to help us recognize that there's a battle, there's a war that's being raged, and it's a fight that you can't win through your natural resources. There's things that are happening that are bigger than your natural abilities. And God is calling us to fight this a little differently. And this is why he says in, in verse 10, If you still have your Bibles up and you're reading this in Ephesians 6. But he says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. He says, Put on the whole armor of God, not your own, but of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Verse 13, Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore. I'm the kind of person that does not like asking for help. Anyone else like me? Right? I don't, honestly, I don't know where my strength ends and where God's strength begins, but I know that when something happens, I just try to go for it and do it on my own. And a lot of times, I find myself fighting battles in my own strength that I know for sure I shouldn't be. And I find myself tired, exhausted irritable, anxious, dejected. And sometimes I feel this way in the middle. And Sometimes I feel this way in the beginning. Sometimes it's just, I'm just irritable all the time. But, but I, I know that there are aspects of the things that I'm fighting, that in fighting them in my own strength, it wears me out. And I love that God, is, God is, is calling us here. He's saying, hey, put on this armor. Put on my strength. But he doesn't tell us to put on the armor and put on, put on his strength and go run into the battle. He says, put on my armor, put on my strength, and then just stand. Stand and then get on your knees and pray. I love It's... I had this picture uh, this week of, of Superman running, running into the phone booth to change and, and put on what well, Clark Kent, actually. Clark Kent running into the phone booth to put on his Superman outfit, costume, cape. Can't you tell? I mean, You can tell that Clark Kent is Superman. I mean, they don't do a really good job of the disguising, but anyway, it's just... My own random thought that just popped in my head. Uh, but he runs into the phone booth. He puts on his outfit. He steps out of the phone booth. And then he falls on his knees to pray. Because he steps out of the phone booth, and, and there's, a, there's a, 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 a situation that needs to be addressed. And he has this ability of his own strength to do it. But God is saying, you know what, just get on your knees and pray. Get on your knees and pray. Because listen, I'm I'm going to fight the battle. He's already won the battle. He's already fighting the battle for us. The battle is already won through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he's saying, just stand. The armor is really just a reminder of who we are in Jesus Christ. If you put on the helmet of salvation, I'm going to mess this up, but the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes ready in peace, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, these are all things that we have, but they're really just reminders of who we are in Christ and whose we are in Christ. And then prayer becomes our weapon that we use to call God to act on our behalf, and it's our weapon that we use to stay connected to God in relationship in the midst of the battle. I'll say that again because this, this part is, is, it meant something to me, but prayer is designed to keep us connected to God in the midst of the battle, Amen. to maintain the intimacy of our relationship. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this if, if you think about this. If prayer is designed to keep us connected to God in relationship, and the enemy's greatest desire is to keep us disconnected from God— Do you think he's going to try to stop you from praying? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's going to stop you from using your greatest weapon. And so I say, don't, don't, don't be deceived. Don't be lazy (laughs) and let your, your greatest asset, your greatest tool be taken away from you. There is nothing more important than our relationship with God, nothing more important than our intimacy with God and and being connected with him. And so what happens is, and I'm not saying that all of the issues that we face are from the enemy to keep us distracted, but I'm saying that the enemy will use them. He will use them to distract you with issues rather than you focusing on the relationship. And I'm saying that don't let distractions, don't let circumstances don't let your sin keep you from getting on your knees or getting in a place yeah. where you can be connected to God in prayer. Prayer is prayer is powerful, and it's powerful in relationships. I what what I've learned in at least in my relationship with my wife is is that um, the enemy is happy to have us fighting about the issues rather than fighting for our relationship. And I think if, if you can understand that, um, you can understand that this is the reason why small groups are important. When we talk about really getting connected and getting to relationships, the enemy will love to have us have us separate mm-hmm. or separated. And so he'll use circumstances and situations, and he'll use something that someone said. He'll use some, some church hurt. That, that you may have to keep you disconnected and away from the body and, and being connected, right? Yes. And, what, and what I'm saying is we, we can look at it in the natural and say, this person hurt me and hurt my feelings and, and we deal with it this way. Mm-hmm. Or we can get on our knees and pray and really seek the heart of God. Yes, We have to fight to be connected. That was just a little, little side note, but I just wanted to lay that out there. Um, but don't allow the enemy to disarm you from the power of the presence of God in your life and in your relationships. So Paul then Paul rolls into uh, verses eighteen through twenty. We're finally getting there um, where he talks about basically the practice of prayer, and he's saying, "Pray all the time." What does that even look like? Do we become monks? <laughs> run into a monastery? And pray all day. Do we do we get weird, run around and speaking in tongues all the time? Absolutely not, <laughs> right? Um, but he is calling us to pray in no specific way. But he's just saying, look, pray the Lord's prayer. Pray in tongues. Pray in silence. Pray very loud. Pray promises. Pray in worship. Just pray. Pray in your house. Pray in your car, pray in your office, pray at church, pray by yourself, pray with your friends, pray with your spouse, pray with your kids. He's saying, talk to God on a consistent basis in any way possible as often as you can. As my wife says to my kids, go ask your father. (laughs) Go talk to your daddy about it. Talk to him first about your life about your decisions, about your hurts, about your desires, especially if you're single and looking for a spouse. Talk to God first. And this is important. He says pray all the time, but he says pray in the spirit. This is really important, especially if you're single and looking for a spouse. Pray in the spirit. (laughs) Pray in the spirit. You're either praying in the spirit or you're playing in the flesh. Is that too much? Is that too much? You're either praying in the spirit, or you're playing in the flesh. I love that we can pray in the spirit, um, and he's not just ta- he's not talking about uh, speaking in tongues, which we which we believe in here. Um, he he is including that, but it's not exclusive. He's saying, look, there's a way that we can be so connected to God in relationship that we can pray in the Spirit, that helps us walk in the Spirit, that helps guide us, that helps us make right decisions, helps us hear the heart of God for our life and follow into the purpose of God for our life. Pray in the Spirit. Then he moves on to verse, and still in verse 18, and he says, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And what he's saying is, don't be selfish about your prayer. Don't just pray for yourself with, with this in mind, with the idea that, look, there is a battle that is being raged, and you know it, that you should be praying for other people so that they can get the help that they need. So he says, be, be on alert. Be praying for others. I got my, my little two-and-a-half-year-old son, Levi. He's, he's like a, a, a hurricane. And so when he comes into the room... We're we're on alert, like our heads on a swivel, because we know that when he comes in the room, something can get broken. Yes. Tears can be shed, <laughs> but we know something's gonna happen, and so we're on alert. Walking, where's Levi? Where's Levi? Oh, he's upstairs. Go get him. Go get him. You gotta get him. <laughs> and in the same way, this is this is what the this, this scripture is saying. Listen, if, when, when, if God's in the room. And you know that when God shows up in his presence, that something can happen, that something, someone can be broke free from sin and addiction, that someone can be healed, that we should be always on alert, looking and praying for others, saying, man, I know, I know that God can heal this person. I know that God can help this person. I know that God can provide for you here. So we should be on alert and looking. We should be with our families, looking, looking around, on alert, saying, God, I know God can heal, can heal you. I know, I know that God can help you get delivered and get free. Someone in this room today, I'm trying to tell you here. Listen, we want to pray for you today. Yeah. Because God is in the room. Amen. And when God shows up, things change Amen. and things happen. Amen. Amen. Be on alert on who God can heal and who God can deliver. Then he moves into this, uh, this, this gospel-focused communication here in verse 19, where he says, Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Paul, Paul's request for prayer is very interesting to me. Because he, he's writing this letter in prison. And so you would think that if you're writing a letter in prison, at least if it were me, I'd be writing a letter in prison saying, hey, get me out. <laughs> Bail me out. <laughs> I want to be free. Here's my prayer request. <laughs> I'm thinking about this practically. Like, this is not the place where I want to be. But if we look at Paul, and Paul, is, Paul is, is not asking for prayer to be released from his current situation. Paul's prayer request is for continued advancement of the gospel. This is, this is crazy. He's saying, I want you to pray that, you, that God would give me more boldness to do the very same thing that placed me in prison in the first place. Paul is a bad man. <laughs> he is a bad man. In a place where I will be asking for God to remove the chains, Paul is asking for God to move amongst him while he's still in chains. He's praying for God's purpose instead of his pain. Here's the question. What is the focus of your prayer in difficult circumstances? Is it freedom from the circumstance or is it I want more of you, God? It's a good question. I'm still thinking about that one so um, for myself. And then he says, pray that I may declare it fear- fearlessly as I should. And this is, this is my, my prayer request to you for me this morning, is that not only in my words but also in my actions, that it would speak very loudly about the goodness of Jesus Christ in my life. And that should be our prayer request. That should be our hope and our desire that our life... Would speak boldly, that our words and our actions would line up. <laughs> One, actions speak louder than words um, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but the prayer would be, as Paul's prayer was, is that there will be a boldness and a fearlessness to live counter-culture, counterculturally as loud as possible. For the advancement of the gospel, because the gospel is what changes lives. There's a there's a uh, not a, we call it a passage, but it was a, uh, in a book that I read. It was it was an excerpt from John Maxwell, and John Maxwell says, "When we work, we work, but when we pray, God works." And that's that's how I want to end today. I want I want to. uh, Well, my prayer and my hope is that you understand what it cost God to give us this privilege, but that you you understand the power that's in the privilege. Uh, That you don't you don't walk away from this just with a message that says, "You know what? I should pray more. I should pray more." But you walk away with from this message saying. I need to pray more. I need the power of God in my life. I don't want to fight these things on my own. I want God to work and move in power. I want to see him move in power. So that's, that's how we went. Let's pray. Uh, let's pray.